I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello and welcome to the Kaching with Jane King podcast. This is a podcast by parents for parents about money. And first of all, today's podcast brought to you by Arc Athletics. That's a New York City-based fitness and athletic training business. So for tips and videos on how to keep your young athletes healthy and injury-free during the spring and summer sports season, you can go to arcathletics.com. And with me today, Anthony O'Neill. So great to have you. So let me just give you a little background about Anthony. At age 19, uh, Anthony was a D in debt, short on hope, had no direction on where his life was headed. But after a life-changing encounter, he turned his life around and committed to helping students find and pursue their passion. So you're with Ramsey Solutions and, and doing just wonderful work there. And Anthony, I want you to start with just tell me a little bit about kind of filling some of the holes there. You were 19. What happened? I mean, what turned your life around? You know, Jane, again, thanks for having me on. Uh, but in regards to 19 years old, man, I was young. Actually, let's rewind till I was 18. Just graduated high school, thought I was a grown man, was ready to get out of the house. And you were in Jacksonville, Florida then? No, at that time I was in Fayetteville, North Carolina with my father and uh, stepmother. Okay. And um, I grew up a a church church boy. My father's a pastor, so I was in the church all the time, every single day. And so when I turned 18, um, I had a scholarship in my dad's GI Bill to go to school. I was like, man, I, I do not want to go back home. I do not want to go to church every day. As a matter of fact, I don't want to go to church every Sunday. I just want to get out there and be on my own. Um, and I just made a lot of um, unwise decisions at that time. Um, got into a particular fraternity and participated in hazing, took out credit cards. Um, literally, I took out one, maxed that out within a matter of 13 hours. Wow. Did exactly what everyone else does. They send in the minimum payment. Um, then a month later, that particular banking institute gave me some more money up my limit. And I literally spent that limit uh, that they upped within a matter of two hours. My goodness. Okay. And so when I was, I seen, I was like, man, this is easy. I can spend all this money, but pay back just a little bit. I said, I'm gonna go apply for every credit card that I could. And I literally did that in a matter of six months. I put myself, I used to say I found myself, but I didn't find myself. I actually put myself into $25,000 worth of debt. Wow, and you were a college student. College student. So did you have any income or? Yeah, I had a small income working on the job. I mean, as far as on a college campus, but it wasn't a lot of income. It was just enough just to help get me through school. 
Um, but I thought I needed more. So I went out and put $15,000 on credit cards and then another $10,000 in furniture so my apartment can be the coolest apartment uh, with all my pairs. Right. Okay. So, and then you said you have a life changing encounter. So I what did. happened? So after that, that encounter, I participated in hazing um, uh, with my particular fraternity at the time. And uh, because of that, um, I got kicked out of school. Okay. And when I got kicked out of school, I thought I was going home. Um, but my father said, no, you're not coming home. You said you are, you are a grown man and a grown man doesn't come home. Um, and at that time, that's when I became homeless because I couldn't go home. My peers wouldn't help me out. I didn't have an apartment to go to because I lost a job that was attached to my college. And so I had no income. I had no place to stay. Um, and I was $25,000 in debt, sleeping in, a, in the back of my car in a Walmart parking lot off of Highway 76 in Oceanside, California. Wow. So let's talk about that situation with your dad a little bit, because yeah. I think a lot of people, there's a debate that goes on. They're like, okay, would you help your children no matter what, no matter what kind of choices they make? And, and I've even struggled with this myself. My kids are still young, but I know someday they'll, well, they already do make bad decisions, right. but I know they will continue <laughs> to do that. Yeah. Um, do you help them no matter what? Or is that tough love thing? I mean, what? how did you feel about how your father dealt with that. At that season, I was very disappointed. Now I'm I'm so happy and appreciative that my dad do, do did do that. Okay. Um, I believe that a, a parent should train their child up in a way that he or she should go. So not really help them out all the time, but give them the platform, give them the lessons, let them fail, you know, let them make mistakes. Because the key thing um, that my father did is while he kicked me out, I thought I was failing, but he was watching over me the whole time. Mm. My father knew where I was. He knew exactly what I was doing. Um, and he always checked up on me every single night where I was sleeping at just to make sure I was okay and I was alive. Um, I thought I was alone, but my father was just teaching me a lesson, not saying, hey, okay, come in, we'll pay all your bills, we'll get you this, we'll get you that. No, go learn your lesson as a young man so you can become a man. And today I, I am a man because of that lesson. How long were you living in the, your car? Six months. Six months. Yes, ma'am. Okay. So, and I'm thinking your dad it probably caused him pain to watch it, to yeah. be a part of that, And my too. mom didn't even know. Okay. My mom didn't know. My dad knew, but my mom didn't know. She thought I was staying at, you know, at that time yeah. with a girl. Uh, but uh, my father knew, you know, your son is homeless. <laughs> yeah. And you still talk to your dad? Oh, uh, we have the yeah. best relationship ever. Okay. I'm all, actually, I have four parents. My biological parents didn't get married, so... My biological father and, and stepmother live in North Carolina. And then my uh, biological mother, stepfather, and siblings live in Oceanside, California. Okay. Now, you're with Ramsey Solutions yeah. now. Oh, yeah. uh, but you were doing outreach to students even before you joined with Dave Ramsey's group. Yes, ma'am. So after I got out of my car and I got back on my feet and started getting out of debt, I said, you know what? I want to make sure that I travel the world and teach young people how to avoid the mistakes that I made. It's not making quality and good decisions and avoiding debt at all possible. So I started a, a nonprofit called Young People Succeeding, and I was doing youth ministry and uh, youth pastoring in Jacksonville, Florida at a mega church there. And our whole mission was just really, how do we just really build a even life, not just a whole spiritual life, but just give them some practical steps on what it is to be successful outside of your mom and dad's home. And so um, we, we had about literally about 12,000 youth and young people go through my youth pastoring career days. And uh, up until this point now, I probably touched an, nearly a million students throughout my career path. So just excited to be able to really inspire this mm -hmm. next generation. So you were able to reach those young people through the church? Yes. Then, okay. Yeah. 
Um, and I want to talk a little bit about your teen entrepreneur toolkit. Is yes. now a good time or should we wait till a little bit later? Oh man, we can talk about that now. Okay, let's talk about <laughs> it now. So talk about this is a new thing that, yes. you, that you are offering. Mm -hmm. um, what is it? How does yeah. it work? How can somebody find out more about it? Yeah. So one thing we've learned as I was traveling around through middle school and high school students, I've learned that nearly 50% of these students want to start their own business. But then on the flip side, about 70%, nearly 70% of their parents don't know how to teach them. So Dave, myself, and the team, we all got together and we said, hey, how can we help the parents, empower the parents to help their kids? And so we came up with a teen entrepreneur toolbox because we've also learned that the average kid is going to make about $240 a month, nearly $3,000 a year working. So why not teach them how to work for themselves and start their own business and possibly make more than $230 a month? So inside the toolbox, we have a portfolio for the kid. We have a parent book as well that teaches them, hey, you're not going to do the business. This is not your idea. This is their idea. And this is how you can help them. We've even put a goal tracker inside of there to where they can track their goals. Because one thing we've learned, business skills is life skills. So if we can teach them business skills, this could also help them to have life skills by setting short-term goals to get to your long-term goals. And then we also have an app with like a profit potential tool. They can upload all their contacts for their, their customers. Um, but it's just a great, great toolbox for any young person that wants to start their own business. And we we literally walk through everything. How to set up your your uh, the legal side of things. Okay, so like um, an LLC or yes, whatever LLC it is. Oh, awesome. Or in, okay. in corp, um, or in how, how to get customers. What's your elevator pitch? You know, what are you going to practice? How are you going to get them in? And we even give them several ideas that are already working um, in their age bracket. So it's a great toolbox kit that I believe every young person should have. Yeah, and even if you are not going to be an entrepreneur someday, it's still helpful to understand how business works. Yes. Because you'll probably be working for somebody else. Absolutely. And I think you have a whole different kind of perspective on how difficult it is to yeah. run and grow a business. It is. Um, you know, if you kind of try to start one on your own or go through that whole process. So the Teen Entrepreneur Toolkit, and they can find that. What's, is there a website? or? Yeah. They can go to my website, anthonyoneal.com, daveramsey.com, or go to Amazon. Okay. Okay. It's all over the place. Yeah, and I'm sure if you just Google it too, yes. like the stuff will show up on it. Okay. Google it. <laughs> so uh, Google it. Yeah. Um, how receptive are the kids um, to learning about money that you've talked to? You know, kids actually are very receptive. It's so interesting when I hear other speakers and teachers and even youth pastors say, "Oh, that subject is boring. Kids are not going to be into it." Oh, I hear that all the time. Yeah, yeah, but I think it's the communicator that's boring. Mm -hmm. It's not the subject because when you really look at young people, they want money. They want to buy things. They want to have the latest and the greatest. But how we communicate the money part of things, I think that's what makes it boring. So for like an example, I'm very big on teaching kids about compound interest. So before I talk about compound interest from a money perspective, I'm going to talk about, hey, if you make good decisions when you're in class, when you're at home, when you're in your relationships, when you're doing this, you're stacking them on top of each other, stacking them on top of each other, over a long period of time, those good decisions are going to pay off just like your money. If you keep saving your money and investing into this, you know, growth stock mutual fund or a Roth IRA, man, that's over a long period of time, it's going to pay off. It's going to duplicate your money. And so how we attack it with young people, man, um, it's so good. I haven't had a young person tell me yet, um, man, I was boring. The majority of kids, when I look on social media um, after the assembly, they're coming up to me. They're saying, hey, I like that. I mean, I. I I remember this like it was yesterday because actually it was somewhat like yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, we was in Boston a couple of weeks ago and uh -huh. uh, the teachers are, like, hey, man, I just want to let you know 
I brought you here. I don't know if the kid's going to really like it. And these are kids who are kind of struggling in some rough areas. But afterwards, about 20 kids just came up and talked to me for a whole hour just about investing, just about how do I pay cash for college? Is that really possible? Because I want to go. Someone said, hey, take out student loans, but you're saying I can go to college for free? There's a possibility. So how we communicate is so important. That's right. And I think when you are passionate about the subject, it really shows. And the kids are empowered. They really like learning about money because they know that it, it, it can get them what they want yeah. eventually, but I think it's empowering for them to learn. So I wish education did more yeah, on yeah. that. Yeah, and education educators are doing a great job with what they have and the resource that they have. And one thing I love about our organization is we just want to partner with them and give them some extra resources to strengthen them uh, to really help our young people graduate. So, Okay, so let's get to some practical advice. So okay. what do you talk to kids, um, maybe they're from a low-income family, budgeting in that type of situation? Yeah, yeah. The very first thing I tell them is like, hey, budgeting is not just for people who are making a lot of money. Budgeting really has nothing to do with the amount of money you have coming in. It's about really just controlling your money. You're telling what your money going to, what your money should do, not what your money, yeah, not what your money should be doing. <laughs> We get it. We're, we're all sleepy. Yeah. yeah. My tongue is all over the place there. Um, but really, just sit down and write down. If you have $100 coming in every single month, I want you to spend that money on paper before the month begins. Right. So you're not waking up wondering, where did the money go? You already know where it went because you wrote it down ahead of, t- ahead yeah. of time. Well, you're absolutely right about the amount of money coming in. Like, yeah. I, I knew people on Wall Street that lost their jobs after the financial crisis. Yeah, yeah. And then all of a sudden we're like, okay, I got private school to pay for and a house in the Hamptons and a big mm-hmm. apartment in New York. And and they didn't have anything saved. Yeah. And so, I mean, they had a big income, but they had nothing to fall back on. Yeah. So, I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Um, okay, what about building wealth at a young age? So I love this idea. I, I love the idea of a kid being eight and already starting to put money away. I love it. The very first thing is I believe it's that teen entrepreneur toolbox. Generate some money. You got to generate some money. So really start figuring out what's your passion. Number two is save. You know, just set aside and just save money. But before you save, even an eight-year-old, 10-year-old, stop borrowing money. Now, people say, well, now what is an eight-year-old doing borrowing money? Don't borrow lunch money when you go to school. Don't avoid that practice of just borrowing any money. Don't ask mom and dad, can I borrow money? No, mom and dad, can I work for this money? So it's my money. And then start investing in it. I, I recommend that every young person open up a, um, a IRA or a, a growth stock mutual fund and just invest in there as, as little as 50 to to $100 a month. If you do $100 a month within the next 30 to 40 years, 
right now you can have literally a, a little bit over a million dollars. Mm. So you're retiring before mom and daddy even retires sometimes. And so um, I know that's funny, but my kid, I, I want them to retire when they're yeah. 40, 45 years old. Um, and my kid, as soon as they're born, after they say mama and daddy, they're going to say save money. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, I really want them to know <laughs> that aspect uh, because that's so important. Yeah, right. Um, what about job interviews? What the, Some of the older kids that you talk to, what do you tell them about how to prepare for that and how to handle a job interview? You know, that's so funny. I made a YouTube video about this, one of our best performing videos um, on the do's and the don'ts. The number one thing I tell young people is practice not being comfortable and being casual, but practice being very formal and professional. Uh, don't say, hey, what's up? How are you doing? Just say, hey, hello, ma'am. Hello, sir. And when you shake their hands, shake it very firmly. But before you even get to that point, make sure that you're in a dark suit, gray or or black, or even a, a navy blue suit. Um, even for the ladies, that same color bracket as well. Um, and then also as well, make sure you're practicing. Practice over what you're going to say. Like for me, I have to practice a lot because sometimes I can slip on, over my words when I get excited and you can slip over your words when you get nervous. So make sure you are practicing how to articulate well um, and what you should not say and what you should be saying. And sit down with your mom and dad. Mom, don't be my mom today. Be the person who's going to interview me. Throw some curveballs to me. And then last, do your research about the company. I can't tell you how many people have come to our company, Ramsey Solutions, and didn't even do their research. Well, great people, but because they didn't really learn us, they didn't get the job because they didn't really know us, the culture, the basis of who we are. So get to know the basis of the company of where you're going. If you're going to Walmart, you know, they love they, they love a lot of different things. Learn what they are. Learn who they are. So those are key things I tell young people. Well, and I think, too, another important lesson is be persistent and because you never know, like, why employment decisions are made. Um, I mean, it could be somebody's nephew is interviewing at the same time or budget cha- things changed or you just have to really kind of keep your your spirits up and you know get used to rejection i mean we still face it you know <laughs> yeah. rejection so it's one thing i think it's an important and, lesson and be patient mm-hmm. you know right. when i was going through the process of joining the team with with uh dave um it's a little different process for me but it was a year process and it was i was like what in the world but patience <laughs> paid off yeah and so you know just follow up and if saying hey we're still in the process just be patient. Yeah. Because if I would have been impatient, I wouldn't be here today. That's right. When I got hired at Bloomberg, I think we had seven interviews. Seven. So yeah. They, I would like, have loved that. Like you start with like an immediate boss and then you go through HR and then oh, if wow. there's somebody else. And then I had to take a test yeah. and I don't even remember all of them. And then the final last one was about a two minute phone call with the guy who ran the whole, not Mike Bloomberg, but somebody else that ran the whole company. So you want to know my <laughs> final interview? Yeah. 22 people, Dave, his wife. All of our board, all of our VPs just asking me personal questions. Wow. Because they want to get to know who I am as sure. a person. Yeah, and you're like a face of the company. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. so that was the hardest. I felt like I was being interviewed for the FBI or something. <laughs> but again, though, patience and just being yeah. faithful to the process. Right. And knowing yourself, too. Yes, ma'am. I think that's a really important thing. Um, you're talking to kids who are about ready to go to college. So yes. what do you tell them about student debt? Run. <laughs> yes. You know, that's 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 really my passion right now. Okay. You know, it's just really um I mean, we're seeing that scholarships on average about two billion dollars worth are just being thrown away because young people are not going after it, but then the average college student is graduating with nearly forty thousand dollars in student loan debt. I mean, it's trillions in debt of mm-hmm. of debt in student loan debt. I'm like, this is this is crazy. 
And so um, my team and I just have a huge passion to make sure that we're teaching these young people, you can go to college for free. And they always tell me, I, I can't do this. And I always tell young people, you can. It's never about the lack of your ability. It's always about the lack of your determination. If $2 billion every single year. Those are, like scholarships and scholarships grants and, and things grants like that. Are, going are there unclaimed. good websites for somebody to look at? Absolutely. Okay. I'm glad you asked that question. So <laughs> number one is going to be my scholarly. M-Y-S-C-H-O-L-L-Y.com. Okay. And then number two is going to be raise.me, R-A-I-S-E.me. Then number three is not a website, it's a book. It's called The Ultimate Scholarship Book 2018. So every single year, look for the current year book. So okay. 2019. So they come out with a new edition every year. Every and year. And, and you talk is just apply for as mu- anything that even remotely affects you. Absolutely. My okay. scholar, what I love about my scholar is what is the number one recommended choice for me is they're going to ask you a whole bunch of questions and they're going to tell you, like, hey, this is what you qualify for. Then every Monday, the beginning of the week, they're going to send you an email saying, hey, here are the new scholarships that you qualify for. Every middle school and high school student needs to spend at least one hour every single day applying for all of those scholarships. Wow. Interesting. And then also not just from social, uh, not just from Googling, but make sure you go around to your local community, your local banks, your local businesses. They're also offering scholarships, but a lot of young people are not finding them because they're not on YouTube. They're not on Google. And so make sure that we find those. Yeah. Okay. Um, so give me some examples of what kids have said to you after you've talked to them. Have, have they, I mean, you mentioned a little bit about how they've just really loved to hear about investing and been interested in investing. What have been some, you feel like some lives you've touched through your talks? Wow. Um, from middle school students to millennials to high school students, it's, it's been, you've, I've had tears in my eyes. One kid um, a year ago came up to me after my talk. Um, she was thinking about committing suicide. Mm. And uh, she wrote a letter into our office and she was like, after hearing Anthony's story and how he got over it and how he got out of debt and um, how he's living his dream, um, I decided not to commit suicide. Um, this young lady is, is in school now, got a scholarship and she's doing well um, from college students. College students are saying, hey, you know what? I didn't know. I didn't have to take out student loans. I didn't know about these resources. One student touched me tremendously. Uh, she was going to a very a very nice school. And she said, Hey, it was her freshman first semester of her freshman year. She took out student loans for that year. She said, I just said, no, thanks. She went down to a community college, got a job and she started applying for grants and scholarship. Just got an email about two months ago from the beginning of this year. And she said, Hey, I raised up enough money to go back to school via scholarships and grants. Um, and so when I hear stuff like that, it lets me know that, Hey, what we're doing at Dave Ramsey's office is it's impacting. Oh, sure. You're making and, a difference. Uh, yes, ma'am. Mm-hmm. And, and we just got to keep the message going. Now, you have a biblical approach to money and budgeting. So how do you work that into your speech? What are some lessons in the Bible about money? You know, the very first thing that I say is all things are possible through Jesus Christ. So I really try not to be too preachy uh, within my talks, especially in the high school area. But that's just where I stand on. If God said all things are possible and I'm, I'm his son, um, that means that I, I have access to whatever he has. And so if he's saying, hey, all things are possible, that means I can go to college debt-free. I can get through life debt-free. I can build a house um, and that'd be the only possible thing that I borrow money for because that, that is the only thing that I borrow money for. And I'm going to pay that off in seven years because I did it the right way. I mm-hmm. saved, you know. Um, I can have a car without being in debt and that's what I'm doing. So that's the main approach that I take from a, a spiritual angle and then when we really look at it from a biblical perspective, God never spoke positive about debt. And so 
would always tell people, hey, if you if you if you're in debt, um, and if you have the Christian belief system, no, you're not going uh, to hell. But hey, just make sure you understand that God doesn't speak positive about it either. He wants us to be free and have freedom and to enjoy life. And I believe debt robs us of our freedom. Mm-hmm. It robs us of our future. And I don't want to raise a family and my kids say, hey, dad, can I have this backpack? Or, or my wife says, hey, let's take the whole family to Hawaii for summer this year. And I got to say no because I got to pay off Sally Bay or pay off someone else. Right. I want to be able to say, yes, ma'am, go ahead and plan it. As mm-hmm. a matter of fact, let's go next weekend. Yeah. You know, oh. because the freedom is there. That's right. Um, so you have a great YouTube channel. I yes. took a look at it. A lot of videos on there. Um you talk about, you know, interviewing and, and all that. So how can somebody find that channel to get more information about what you're doing? YouTube forward slash Anthony O'Neill. Okay. Or just Google Anthony O'Neill and all my YouTube and website and social media will come up. Um, but I'm really excited about what YouTube is doing, right? Yeah. I mean, it's a great distribution area yes. for you to get a message out. Okay. So, and let's just talk about this again real quick. The teen entrepreneurship yes. toolkit. Yes. So uh, this, I'm going to get it for my kids. How, what age is good for that? Do you, would you say? So the average, we built it for 11 to 15 okay. years old. So uh-huh. these are for the, the age bracket that cannot drive to work or drive to school. We are seeing though that a lot of high school students are even, are buying it because it's just a great toolbox kit that's going to help them. Um, and again, it's really for any young person, middle school or high schooler that really wants to start their business. And what I recommend to everyone, if you are in college and especially a female, don't get the toolbox kit. Go check out my big sis. Actually, my little sister, she's younger than me, Christy mm-hmm. Wright uh, with Business Boutique, because she's doing a great job in teaching that younger age how to start their own business. Okay. So we're tag teaming. teaming. I'm getting the younger people. She's getting that college age, millennial and older age. Okay, great. So thank you so much, Anthony, for joining us, sharing your story and what you're, and thank you for what you're doing for thank young you people. So much. I thank mean, you. let's teach these kids and have the next generation be better money managers oh, than, man. thank you so <laughs> than much. we are. So thank you for being here. Thank you. And thank you as well for listening today. The Kaching with Jane King podcast is brought to you by Arc Athletics, a New York City based fitness and athletic training facility. So for tips and also some videos about how to make sure that your child stays injury-free for the summer sports, you can go to arcathletics.com. And as always, we love to hear your comments. You can reach us on all the socials at Kids Kitching. Have a great day. And then I saw her face. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code buttery exclusions apply see site for details when you make decisions for your company you look for the no-brainers and if you have a lot of mailing to do stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer it streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient which makes you less busy mail checks invoices legal documents and everything you need to keep your business running with stamps.com seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart 
Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.